0: Welcome to the My Mental Care podcast, a series of conversations with everyday individuals about their mental health journeys. Through listening to their personal stories, we hope that you'll find safe spaces within yourself and your community to celebrate the ups and appreciate the downs in your road to a better mental health. My Mental Care is an initiative by the Singapore Mental Health Film Festival. SMHF 2021 is happening from 22nd to 30th of May this year. The past year has been a unique experience for all of us and has highlighted the importance of having constructive and safe spaces to talk about mental health. Apart from topics ranging from dementia to suicide prevention, this year's festival will also feature films and panel conversations focusing on how the pandemic has affected our mental health. To learn more about the SMHFF 2021's program and how you can get tickets, please visit smhff.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Mind Mental Care podcast. My name is Cheryl, the Executive Director of the Singapore Mental Health Film Festival. Joining us today is Kiana Sharon, a final year student studying dance at LaSalle College of the Arts. Kiana is originally from Bandung, Indonesia, and has been living in Singapore since a young age of 16. Welcome to the podcast, Kiana. Thank you for having me. So Kiana, um, you're originally from Indonesia, and you came to Singapore to study at the age of 16. So when did you first arrive here? Like, which year was it?
1: I think it was around like August 2018.
0: Do you come here by yourself, or did your um, family members come together with you to help adjust to you know, the environment? And
1: during that situation, my mom was busy, and like my sister, she's also moving out to another country. So I come here by myself. Yeah, which is quite stressful at the time,
0: <laughs> but I make it. So. Well, it is very stressful, isn't it? Like moving, plus you were sixteen back then. And what what did it feel like? Was it the first time you left home?
1: Yeah, it was my first time. Of course, it was scary at first because it's a new environment. Before I came to Singapore, I contact like agents to find like an apartment for me. So I never really physically see it until I came here to Singapore. And then when I came here, I saw I ran like a one-bedroom apartment. It was kind of hard for me living like by myself and like meeting new people because I also have a housemate, uh, which
0: is strangers that I also never see. And it must have been like kind of strange to live with a new roommate, a new country. And how do you find that courage and resilience? I
1: think it was a really stressful and mentally tiring for me because I need to like adjust myself. And also my motivation at that time was just because I want, I love to dance and I love to do this. I love to study about this. So I just keep thinking I just need to do it until I graduate. How's um, our semester is like, One semester is like four months. After that, you have a break. So I think it was during that four months, it was like the most hard part for me. And did you go
0: back? to Indonesia for a bit after that four months oh yes I go back of course
1: (laughs) after like the first semester I was here in Singapore I was like straight away whenever I get the chance to go back I want to go back now (laughs) and how long do you normally stay in Indonesia for? before all the pandemic usually every time we have a semester break I always go back to Indonesia and usually the semester break is around like one month if it's a summer break it's around four months so I usually stay all the way in Indonesia what has inspired you to do make dance a something that's such a huge part of your life it's a quite funny story because I first started dancing I think when I was around three or four years old and it was my grandpa who taught me he do a social dance and he taught me like step by step he's supposed to like take care of me <laughs> but maybe because he's bored or something he take me out to like a social dance class or something like that and then since then I start become an active child and I started dancing a lot I don't know I think just from there my mom put me in ballet class and gymnastic class love social dance so much so my mom put me in a social dance classes a lot <laughs> my mom always say this to me and my sister do what you like rather than what profit you the most so because i know that i love dancing and dancing is also my hobbies and part of my life so i just find a school that also have like a dance because at that time my mentor was also an alumni from LaSalle and she recommended this school so I thought why not I'm just gonna go for like one of their auditions and I got in so
0: (laughs) so now given with the pandemic and and you're not able to go home like how do you stay connected with your mom and your sister.
1: Me and my mom, we always have this routine. We call each other like almost every day. Not almost, I think every day (laughs) we call each other. Like even just like, Only like a five-minute call, it's like a closure between me and my mom. So it feels like we're still together in a way because living so far away from my mom is also like hard for me and also hard for my mom because like both of her children is not there with her. So every day we call (laughs) just like to update each other about life.
0: It's really beautiful story to hear that, you know, you stay in such like close contact with your mom. It would have been over probably close to a year. Right? Since you've been back in Bandung, do you think that this this distance has changed your relationship with your mom in any way?
1: I think there are some changes too, because like there might be like some misunderstanding about like because I'm not physically with her. For me, like make a call via like social media, Zoom or like Skype or even a FaceTime, it feels very different than rather than speaking to her in like physically. So I feel like that's the physical contact is not there. There's always this some kind of like a small misunderstanding like maybe because you're not physically there with her you cannot really tell what she's feeling
0: it's great that technology has advanced to where it is right now, isn't it? But yeah, most definitely. Nothing beats being there in person. But how was it like during the circuit breaker saying that, you know, most of us were in isolation and we couldn't go out?
1: So when like, I'm li- I came here to Singapore, I'm living like by myself, but this housemate is a stranger. So I don't really like communicate with them or like talking with them. Thank God, like during the circuit breaker, I have a friend with me. She is actually also an Indonesian and she cannot go back to Indonesia. So she's staying with me. She was
0: like living in my apartment for almost two weeks. <laughs> and then how did you do the rest of the Because I think Circuit Breaker was about two, three months long. How do you cope with the rest of the time when your friend wasn't there? Of course, it's a very
1: stressful time for me because I cannot go I cannot go out and I cannot go back to Indonesia during that time I'm living in such a small space so I cannot dance either so I just like stay in my bed every day and it become really stressful and depressing because I keep just thinking when I can go back when this time will be over I keep repeating that myself it's like okay maybe like two more weeks maybe it will get better than I could go back to Indonesia but it's just <laughs> COVID got worse that we never go back in the end
0: yeah and one year later I'm still here <laughs> So, you know, being in that small space and not being able to dance, how do you cope emotionally and mentally? What were your coping mechanisms back then? I still call my mom at that time too.
1: I try to cope with calling my mom and like do like something to distract myself. Uh, try to find a new hobby in small spaces such as I do painting or I try to talk it out with my mom maybe about like how I feel like depressed or stressed but it's just it doesn't work because she's not there with me too. I still feel the distance and I still feel the loneliness so maybe like I talk with my friends and well, she's physically there with me and she also feels depressed at the same time too. So we like cry together, we talk about it together and how to cope with it is being with my friends because she's there for me. And she if I suffer, then she also suffer together. <laughs> it sounds
0: like a very stressful period for you, but it's really good to hear that you had that support, right? But I'm also very aware that, you know, now you are 19 years old. Mm -hmm. yes personally during circuit breaker or when on orange happened uh, i personally felt a lot of anxiety but also i'm a bit older than you what was it like you know being 19 and hearing all this news coming in from all over the world and how did that make you feel
1: The first thing I was worried was, of course, was like my mom. Because during that time, the news was saying like, it's so much dangerous for like people who are much older. At that time, I was really worried about my mom because she's living by herself in Indonesia. Like she don't have anyone to take care of her. It gave me so much anxiety about that. What if my mom got COVID and I'm not there with her? I'm not there to help her. That's the first thought that came to my mind. It was like very depressing for me because I'm scared that I'm gonna lose someone but I cannot come for them it was such a scary time during that time what if just like the worst thing that ever happened in my life happens and I'm I cannot go back I cannot visit her I cannot see her physically that's the
0: (laughs) thing that worried me the most (laughs) I I can definitely understand the fear of like yeah not being able to be there for your loved one and So we spoke about how you use dance as a coping mechanism right now and also being able to confine with your friends. Is there anything anything else you're doing right now that is helping you cope during this challenging period? I make
1: myself busy (laughs) to make me less stressful in a way. I do that because I just... I just try to focus on my work at school because at my school right now, we have a lot of collaboration with different faculty. It helped me a lot because I met a lot of new people. I get a lot of new friends. It makes me more less lonely in a way. And I feel like I I still have someone because I feel... We're living in a, in a place where you need to socialize with people. So I try to push myself to like go outside, get to know people. I think this year for me is the year that I challenge myself to get to know with much more people. I feel like last year, I close myself so much. Maybe because of the pandemic and everything, I become stressed. (laughs) That's why maybe I close myself more and like the resolution is for me to get to know a lot of new people and like try to be open up about myself. And that's what I'm trying to do like every day and say positive things about myself and like try to be less negative. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm
0: trying to do. Being positive about us, ourselves and the work that we do is really crucial, isn't it? To keep that momentum going as well as with other resolutions that we have set for ourselves. Is there anything that you are looking forward to right now?
1: What I'm looking forward to right now, I'm looking forward to graduate, of course. <laughs> but also at the same time, I'm, I think I'm looking forward to like all this pandemic and COVID and so I can go back again to Indonesia and visit my mom and my sister.
0: Is there anything that you would like to say to your mom and your sister? I think I'm going to say to my
1: mom that it's, your daughter is surviving and she's living well here <laughs> and I'm doing fine right now. So Don't worry about me too much. Take care of yourself too. For my sister, please, whenever you can come back to Indonesia, come back.
0: Don't stay in Germany for too long. I want to see you too. (laughs) And we know that there are many young students like yourself who haven't been able to return back to their home countries during this pandemic. What is one advice or message that you'd like to share with them?
1: Try to eat properly too. That's the thing. (laughs) But yes, and be positive
0: about life.
1: Because you only live once.
0: Thank you so much, Kiana. That was really beautiful. I think, yes, you, we only live once. And in the midst of adversity, being positive is so important for us to cope. Thank you so much, Kenna, for joining us and you know sharing with us your stories. It's all the best for your graduation. Thank and you. All <laughs> that you're going to creatively produce wherever you are in the world, Singapore or anywhere else. Thank you and thank you for letting me sharing my stories too. <laughs> to learn more about the My Mental Care Initiative and the Singapore Mental Health Film Festival please visit smhff.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at smhff and find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Singapore Mental Health Film Festival. And finally, to receive updates of new My Mental Care podcast releases, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts or whichever major platform you're listening from.